Welcome to the Soul Journeys Podcast. My name is Jennifer Longmore, and I am founder of the number one Akashic Record training school in the world. As a seasoned light worker and ascension worker, I want to bring you the show to provide you with the divine guidance and tools that you need as a light worker and change agent to navigate this great awakening. So if that is something that you're craving, then you have come to the right place. Think of this High Vibe podcast as your guide to the changes that we're seeing in the world so that you can be supported in navigating the new paradigm. Leave it to me to provide you with the divine tools, resources, and experts that will support you in navigating this once-in-a-lifetime epic event. Thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone, to our very first Soul Journeys Great Awakening Roundtable. Wow, that was a mouthful. I'm really <laughs> impressed that I brought that out. <laughs> so as I shared with you ladies and for everyone listening, uh, I feel like there's, there's kind of, there are some voices that are not being heard in this whole Great Awakening, meaning that people are still kind of abdicating power and looking at who's going to come and save the day. So some people are wanting everyone to wake up and they're freaking out because they want to help people and other people are doing it because they want someone else to wake up and do the hard work for them. Do you know what I'm saying? So before we dive into that, and, and so anyway, so there's all kinds of weight being putting, put on Q, on Trump, on you know, all kinds of things. We're hearing all kinds of rumors and we're going to elevate the conversation to say, actually, this kind of doesn't matter right now because we need to focus on where we're going versus, uh, you know, what's happening in this matrix right now. So before we do that, I know people watching won't necessarily know each of us. So Nicole, do you mind just sharing quickly how you are helping people through the Great Awakening right now? <laughs> yeah. So, like, one of the many ways that I'm helping people through the Great Awakening is reconnecting them to their own inner voice so they can know what's true. As you know, there's all of this stuff being bombarded, and it's like, what is true for you? So, I support women with clearing their energetic blocks to connecting to their own inner voice so they can trust themselves, show up more confidently and increase their impact and income through their own message. And I know you, you definitely are. I mean, one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you is because I pay attention and I was reading a lot of your posts and I'm like, Oh, she gets it. She's able to, you know, which I knew you did, but um, I like that you're, you're able to hold multiple perspectives. And I share that because I think a lot of people are looking for that and they don't want to be led down just one path. It's like, how do we discern what's really going on? So thank yeah. you for being yeah. here. Thank you for having me. Right. <laughs> Kimberly. Yeah. Um, so my work is um, rooted in shadow work. So I have a shamanic background. I'm a shamanic practitioner. I was in corporate America for 20 plus years. And so my energy is focused on helping executives, empowered, high impact female leaders um, work through what I call having a good life on paper and actually getting to a place of true sovereignty. So moving through all the shadow things that 
we have been led to believe sort of demystifying and de-deifying um, our relationship with the system and stepping into our true power as divine, powerful co-creators. Um, I like to say I do some of my best work in the dark because of the shadow work that I, that I like to do. Not, um, and that's probably because I've, I've lived in the liminal for so long, having, having had that kind of experience where I felt like I had to pretend to be someone that I wasn't and, and um, learning how to be really successful in a toxic masculine environment, helping women come out of that to their true divinity and leading from a place of divine feminine leadership and being in your, your actual power. Thank you. Yeah. We're definitely doing a lot of shadow work right now. <laughs> yes. Life in the liminal. Yeah. And last but not least, Baljeet. Hello. Yes, I activate visionaries, inventors, and innovators to connect to their highest potential. Um, I use that, I do that using the Akashic Records, and I channel a modality called the Star Activation Method, where I use sacred geometry as a blueprint to assist people to their highest potential. Thank you. And yeah, Belgi, you just started sharing stuff in the Purpose Posse some of the star activations that uh, you've done, you've downloaded some really amazing ones since the, since we really realized we were in the great awakening, you, you've done some great ones for uh, dismantling the uh, slavery templates, yeah. the slavery templates and so on, which yeah. is really powerful stuff. So thank I, you. <laughs> I know people who want to have access to that. Uh, and then for those of you that don't know me, I, um, I own Soul Journeys. I've had that company for 16 years. I've taught thousands of people in the Akashic Records. I've done over 30,000 Akashic readings. And uh, so I don't, I realize at this point that I don't know anything about anything other than I do know some things, if that makes any sense. I think the Akashic Records is kind of this perpetual infinite school of of information. But that being said, the cool thing about having access to the records, and I know each of you um, access them in your own unique ways, is that anytime I read anything, I have the luxury of going into the records and seeing if it's, you know, feeling into whether it's true or not. And so I want to start there because uh, I have gone into the records many times around Trump. Now, I only bring him up, and I know, Kimberly, how you feel because you've told me privately that <laughs> you don't want him having a lot of airtime. <laughs> but I think it's important for all of us to talk about it simply because he has managed to captivate an entire planet and polarize an entire planet during this experience. And there's some people that are feeling he's a light worker. There's some feeling that, that he's the king of the Illuminati. There's everything in between, but... When I go into the records, it, it could just be that I just don't have permission to read his field. It could be that he's got a titanium shield up. It could be that it's just not my place to read that energy. But I uh, would love to hear what each of you have to say about his role in the Great Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> and you can drop some F-bombs. It's okay. I see those looks in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
they want to start? Sure. You know, for me, I definitely feel he's here to help us awaken, you know, undoubtedly so, because since he's been in office, it ha- I've not seen as many people rally together for causes they believe in so vocally and to actually take action for what for what they stand for. It's like people are taking a stand and they're finding their own voice through this. And so anything that brings people to awaken to see what's not, to see the shadow, to see the darkness, I feel like, I don't want to say necessarily, I don't know that he's a light worker, but at the same, maybe not in the traditional sense of what most of us are used to what light workers do, but he is through more darkness coming up, more light is coming up as well. So in that sense, he is a light worker. Do I feel like he's a savior? No, because nobody can save us from anything. It's we all have to take personal responsibility in how we're showing up and what we have chosen into, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, whatever stories or paradigms, that we get to see how maybe we've contributed to some of the shadow that is happening in the world. And so I truly, you know, I feel like because he is our president, we do need to send him love. I don't have this like, fuck Trump. I'm a Trump hater. Like that is not me. Anybody who's in office, anybody who has bravely and courageously put themselves out there in that way needs our support, whether we agree with everything that he's doing or not. This person is here to lead our country and may he be guided to lead us in a way that is healing, that is for our highest and best good of this planet. So I believe in sending him love and praying for him and for all of us to to lead from love, to lead from our hearts in whatever decisions that we're doing and how we're showing up. And so there's things that I agree that he's done. Of course, there's things that I don't agree, but I also believe that the media doesn't necessarily portray things honestly and truthfully. You know, if you look at one source or this source, you see a completely different Trump. And so it's like, what is true? And it's coming back to discernment and connecting to our inner voice or intuition of what feels right, what feels true, is there an agenda here, and making our own decisions and coming to our own place of peace, and how can we be part of the solution as individuals in bringing the collective together? I love that. Who else would like to chime in on that? I guess I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, you know, going into the Akashic Records. I've any time that I've gone into the Akashic Records and asked about Trump, it, I, I get silence. Like I don't really get much information. I find it really interesting that you brought up the titanium shield and how we can't really have access to what's, you know, what's going on in his world, and that's okay. What I find so fascinating is looking at everyone's patterns, whether, you know, whether someone really hates his guts and it's just fascinating to like watch how, um, how one can get so fixated on him instead of looking at themselves or someone's just like loving on Trump. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's interesting, you know, bringing up shadow work as well. It's like, we don't, 
we're putting so much energy onto him, like we're so fixated on him than actually looking with inside of ourselves. And I feel like in a way there's a lot of distraction of putting so much focus on him for whatever reason um, that those that are resisting to awaken um, are finding ways to just blame it on Trump or uh, put him on a pedestal, but we still have to do our own work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, so Jennifer and I have had this conversation before, and, and I really do, it's, it's funny that we're talking about like a titanium shield because I sort of erect a titanium shield of my own so that he doesn't get a lot of real estate in my consciousness because I don't think it's that he's that important. I think, you know, like I agree in some levels, the, a lot of this conversation around Trump is a distraction, um, a well-designed distraction. Um, I don't know if he's the king of the Illuminati. I don't, I mean, I don't know that I even think that's a thing, but what I do find is that he, to me, represents the collective negredo. So when I think about shadow work and the, what we're actually here to do and learn at this evolutionary point in human evolution, I love that he's here. I do find him to be a catalyzing force. So, you know, like he has his phrases, make America great again. I think he's doing that. I just don't think he's doing it the way he intended because of what Nicole said. We, you do find that people are, you know, awakening to their, to the veils are starting to get pulled back because of how he's showing up as president. Um, And because of the factions that he's creating, I think people are starting to look around and realize, oh, that's, that's been happening. So the collective consciousness, the collective shadow is starting to, as a result of his presidency and how he shows up, um, I think is, is starting to reveal itself to us. And for the people who want to wake up, we're starting to see it for people. And I think it's interesting, like I was having this conversation with someone earlier today. I get how some people don't want to wake up because when you first wake up and you, you all will probably relate to this, you wake up and you're like, this shit's a nightmare. I just want to go back to sleep. (laughs) Uh Who wants to be awake for this? And so I think what Trump does very well is when people start to awaken, he's got some sort of no, just go back to sleep. It's okay. Energy. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of mesmerizing. I like watching him because he is a master magician. Now, do I think he's a light worker? No. That, like, that, I'm not in that energetic field that I, I find him being a light worker, but I do think he's a magician. And we, I think if you sleep on Trump, you're missing the point. You're, we're, I think we're to be very cognizant of how powerful he really is. So when people say he's an idiot, I think, no, he's, he's not. He's definitely not. Um, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's well-resourced and supported. I think what, what we're wise to do at this point is make 
decisions about how we as light workers are going to get organized in our own level of consciousness, our own agreement fields, how we're going to step into our own divinity and power and make choices, well discerned to Nicole's point, choices about how we're going to address how he's showing up. I do think this coming election is an important pivotal point. And I, I think people are not, you know, not taking it as, I think people don't understand that there's more than one thing happening. There's actually a spiritual war that's happening and people are still very in their 3D. This is about post, you know, mailboxes being taken, you know, dismantled and, you know, stored somewhere. All of that is a major distraction. And I think that's what he's so good at. He's the master of distraction and deception. And what I would love to see is somehow the conversation shifts so that people understand what's truly happening behind his actions. That's where I think we as light workers get to work. Interesting that you say that because there's some astrologers that say, yes, it's built into his plan. He's here to save not only America, but the world. And there's others that will say that he has a very strong trickster energy built into his chart. So it's oh. interesting that again, we can see what we want to see based on, you know, what truth we're willing to resonate with. And um, to your point of what you made, because I, I feel like, well, <laughs> you know, we know this is going to keep getting more intense as we get close to the election. Anyone that's saying this isn't, politicized, right? Like we know that. But I joke that, you know, do you remember the good old days when we were, when we thought we were just staying at home to flatten the curve for two weeks. And so we were having this online battle about, you should use this time to learn the guitar. No, use this time to rest. And those were our biggest battles, right? And now it's like, whew. <laughs> Here we are, we got COVID shoved in our face. And then very shortly after that, we had a, a series of uh, murders of our black community. Then we had the, the murder of George Floyd. And then that we know how that has evolved and how that continues to evolve. Then we've got, you know, fires coming and we've got explosions coming, but all of these things, right? And I think COVID was already enough for people to have this I don't know, I guess awakening fatigue. I don't know what to call it. So how, how do we navigate all of these very important issues? We have, we're being asked to give a lot of fucks right now. And I feel like people don't even have the, the stamina or the vitality to give more than one fuck. So they're trying to decide where is that going to go? How do we navigate all of these very important topics without being dismissive of or dismissive of or avoidant of all of these things that really need our attention. That is <laughs> I'm like that is such a like a big question, right? Like what is the yeah. answer to that, Jennifer? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> no, but really I it's this it's quote unquote, a balance, because things aren't going to be like equally balanced all the time. But what I mean by that is 
sometimes it's like you're in this time or period of really going within, doing your own inner work, seeing what's going on with it in you, a lot of self-care and things like that. And other times you're really committed or you're really in this space of sharing and taking a stand for whatever causes and speaking up and maybe doing more activism and things like that. And I feel like it's really honoring where you're at and honoring your flow, because I know there's, I've seen with clients or with other colleagues, like in this space of people feeling like they need to be involved in every single movement, or if they're not involved in a movement, it means they don't care. Like there's this thing now going on, like you're not speaking up. It means you don't care. And I feel like that's toxic because it's like, there's been things that have happened in the past that I didn't know what to say. And it didn't mean I didn't care. It just, I didn't want to share anything on a public platform about it because maybe I wasn't informed enough about it. Maybe I was just doing my own inner work and processing because that's the thing. Like we all have different roles at different times and it's honoring that. And sometimes it's just honoring that ultimately and giving yourself that permission that you don't have to be everywhere all the time, checking in with, okay, like what, what are you most passionate about? Because some of us it's child trafficking. Some of us, it is, you know, racial equality. And some of us it's with, it's light working. Like all of that, I feel like is light working in itself, but some of it is specific movements that we're each here to maybe lead and usher in and help others along that way. And it's, honoring, giving yourself permission to be committed to that. And it could change tomorrow. Like, okay, now I feel complete with this. I feel like I want to speak more about this or learn more about that. But to try to be involved in every single movement, I feel is exhausting. And you're going to burn yourself out to where you're spread so thin. How are you effectively making change in any area when it's like you're just a little piece here and a little piece there. And it's not to say like, don't do anything, but tune into what feels good for you and where you can be most of support and go from there. I love that. Belgi, what do you think? Yeah, I, I really agree with you, Nicole. Um, what I was getting is that, you know, since quarantine, I feel like many are awakening to their own intuition, their own intuitive gifts, because, you know, we've been leading so much into doing everything like do this, do that. And it's like, we're needing to honor our own intuition. Not everyone needs to protest. Not everyone needs to um, make music or something like we all need to really like tune into our intuition because we each have a different role and even different opinions as well. So I've, I've just noticed that that exhaustion, even within myself, I've experienced, you know, digital fatigue and just like overdoing things. And I was like, wait, I'm, I'm not listening to myself. Like, what does, what does Belgique need to do? And I feel like right now it's just a really important time to connect deeply to our own intuitive gifts because that's going to lead us on how to take action um, and that will help us regenerate. We'll know when to rest. We'll know when to uh, physically take action on certain things. So, 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, the indigenous, I think, do this really well. So like, the shaman, the shamanic way of walking through the world is, is living in integrity. I think what's happening with people is when we're feeling, when we're prone to overwhelm, when we're prey to this kind of level of soul deep exhaustion, what comes up for me is, are you living in integrity? Where are you giving your power away? Or where have you given it away? Because we have these power leaks, and especially for powerful women, and I will say black and brown women and men in particular, it's 400 years of leaking power and having your power stolen, having your magic taken from you. It's one of, you know, one of the most amazing deceptions that's ever been created has been telling black and brown people that we're not magical, that we're not powerful. And then re stealing the magic, repackaging the magic, selling it back to us and then weaponizing it against us. It, like I have to have mad respect for the level of commitment of the people who created that system. And so what I find is, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to like give zero or not have, you know, ha have no energy to, to give more fucks. Um, but what I'm most interested in is how do I move people from where they are, this feeling of exhaustion or overwhelm back into their true powerful selves. Um, and so for me, the work is soul retrieval, um, like I want practical, magical things to do. Like, okay, this is where I'm at, but how do I get to where I need to be and get myself and my clients out of this vicious loop of what I call awareness hell. It's one thing to be aware that you're exhausted and in overwhelm, but once you're aware and you can't get yourself out, that's the worst kind of hell. So how do I, how do I move you down the continuum? So, um, like practical things are finding ways to really reclaim your power, being in integrity. Like what's truly true for you right now? What have you been denying? Like, uh, you know, Balji talked about discernment. What, what practical steps do you even know to take to step into discernment so that you can figure out how to get yourself out of this loop. Like, I feel like people need practical steps right now. One foot in front of the other. How can I give you baby steps to take so that you're not just sitting? Because even the sitting, I don't know, like, um, in my corporate life, the worst thing you could make me do was get out of my call centers and sit in meetings all day. Like that was more exhausting to me than traveling the globe, going from center to center. I feel like that's where people are. You're either in this place of, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm in overwhelm. Or I'm just going to sit and watch it all go down. That is equally as emotionally exhausting. So for us as light workers and women of action, I feel like the call is how do we give people practical things to go do through the work that Nicole does, Baljeet, through your work, through the blueprint, 
Jennifer through all the amazing things that you do in the record and, you know, your six figure, seven figure clubs, let's give people, these are, these are the steps. I think people are, are willing to apply their fucks, but the energetic pull of, I don't know which way to go, I think is what's most exhausting for people. So if we can, you know, as when I talk to my clients about it, I say, let me help you aim your flame so you know where to put your magic into practice because you are powerful people. I think that's what exhausts people the most too, is they're like, I, I know somewhere inside of me, I'm so powerful, but just this energy is like, I'm, it almost feels like they're combusting. They, they need a, a practical outlet. workers, And that's where I can get frustrated because I feel like we're not that organized. Like, the other side is pretty darn organized and we're just all like, Oh, just think happy thoughts. And, Oh, you know, let's just sit this one out or, Oh, you know, oh, divine timing will tell you. I mean, I don't, I know we can be cussing on here, but I don't want to go. But what I want to say to people is time. Mofo. It, is, it is right now, right now, time to go. It's go time. So I think helping people figure out how to, how to catalyze themselves and how to aim it is what people are asking us for. I love that you share that. And I think we're, we're all relatively on the same page, right? Like I worked for many years in um, forensics investigating crimes against children. I was in court all the time. I investigated thousands and thousands and thousands of cases of, of childhood sexual abuse. I, of course, now in my business end up dealing with all kinds of folks who have had uh, sexual abuse. And so I know how to support them through that. So my response to that stuff is a little different because of course it's an issue. And I feel like I dedicated a lot of time currency to that. So now I dedicate financial currency to that. And, um, and then similar to what, what you were saying, Kimberly, like, I know that it's my purpose. I think that's probably what we're trying to say here, right? It's like, once you're clear on your purpose, you can figure out where the majority of your energy should go. I'm actually a greater contribution now to helping lightworkers get out and help more people, help them get out of their way, because then we can light more um, flames. But uh, I, I've talked to a lot of DEI coaches, and I, ha I have one that I'm working with right now, and they all say that you know, you're going to go through a cycle of being in action, then needing to retreat and rest and integrate. And then, you know, processing, I feel like that same mechanism of processing is happening in the great awakening. And so we're not going to get it right. And we don't know what the heck we're doing other than we do because our cellular memory says we do, right? Because this is a lot like Atlantis, uh, except we're, I think, clearing up the energy that we didn't clear up the way we were meant to in Atlantis, right? That's my sense. So maybe we can go there and talk about what are we beyond Trump, beyond all of the things we're being asked to dismantle right now because they have to. On a 5D level, what are we truly being asked to dismantle? Hmm. My, my sense of it is our relationship with the master-slave energy. Um, just getting that system 
out of our system. No withdrawing our consent from abdicating authority, believing in a savior in any form, demystifying and de-deifying others, and really ascending into our, our divinity. That to me feels like one of the most important 5D paths. You know, as Nicole said, we each have kind of our own thing, but when I tune in and when I'm in the record and when I um, meet with my divine alliance, I will say that's my, that's my part of the work. Like that's the clear message that comes through me. Like helping people realize that you actually are divine. So when I say to you, hello, goddess, I'm not saying that as a vanity title. I mean, hello, goddess. That's who you are. And 5D is the awakening and the recognition of who you are as divine and the responsibility that comes with it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. One of the other systems I feel like we're dismantling is codependency um, and really empowering us back to self-sovereignty, knowing that everything that we could ever want, desire, require is ours. And it, it comes from within, it comes from the universe, it comes from source, like we get to have what we want, like we get to make an impact, we get to really do what we're passionate about and what we love and not settle for, you know, soul sucking jobs or being in a relationship that doesn't fill you up or relying on other people or relying on anything externally as your source and really coming back to that divine connection with source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that um, the dismantling of the slavery templates has been a huge thing and the awakening of our gifts and um, the awareness of how we've been um, oppressed on so many levels internally, externally, um, to the point of looking at symbology, looking at spells, looking at ritual, um, this awakening of our third eye of seeing even beyond physically what's going on, just energetically um, and dismantling those energetic templates. Um, it's funny, it's like I, my guides keep uh, focusing on spellcasting, um, rituals, and just paying attention to symbology, even like with Trump, like with what he writes on his Twitter, it's not really direct. It's just like looking behind the energy and activating that third eye I see with the 5D awakening is that we are all awakening this deeper part of our, our intuition to see more, but also connect with our own gifts um, to dismantle um, these different uh, templates of oppression. Yeah. The other thing I'll add to that is... Um clearly well at least it feels very clear to me the divine feminine you know in her return i jokingly say she was at rest and now she's awake and she's pissed um, yeah <laughs> this you know yeah. 
and getting to this heros gamos, this sacred union that exists within each of us and really harmonizing that divine feminine, divine masculine energy. That to me is also a big, that's like the practical aspect of living in 5D. So 3D is a polarized experience full of dichotomies. 5D to me feels very much like, um, you know, releasing our commitment and our, I don't know, belief so much, but our over-reliance on polarities and moving more clearly into a harmonized experience. Um, because, you know, the, the, the patriarchy obviously is um, built on the repression. And we know we can't continue to exist that way. So 5D very, very much feels like um, moving to a healthy masculine and a healthy divine feminine. Mm. I, uh, I love that you shared that. I think, you know, we're clearing a galactic war and, and probably multiple galactic wars. We're clearing some miasms that are on the planet that we were a part of that, <clears throat> you know, we need to create a uh, balance or harmony of the energy. Uh, I do, I do believe that we have a group, uh, a, a dark force that has entered into human bodies for as long as we've known that this planet is alive, that has really benefited from keeping us in fear to then siphon electricity basically from us, right? And so my point for sharing that is that I do, I do feel like one of the big mountains we're climbing right now is getting out of the polarity and really making peace with fear and not being puppeted so that we keep feeding the beast essentially. And uh, so whether it be Trump or whether it be any of these other things, if we can get to a place of at least neutrality so that we're not triggered, then it, it, we're actually going to be probably more effective at cutting off the head of the beast, so to speak, right? If we stop feeding it. And you might've seen my post today on Facebook. I said, you know, leaders spread solutions, not fear. And we've been talking about that a little bit, right? And we'll get into the practical solutions because I'm seeing way too many quote unquote leaders spreading fear porn all day, nonstop. And I'm like, oh, stop it. Stop feeding that. Like, you know, I get it. We're going through a lot of different energies uh, and, so I, I feel it's that. I definitely feel like there's going to be a union of the masculine and feminine so that we work in harmony and um, really have an abundant planet. I think that's the role we play. We're going to have this beautiful receptive energy and this beautiful, you know, creation of abundance energy that come together when we get into this. Well, we're already kind of in the throes of the new paradigm, right? But when we sort of make it on the other side of this, and I think a lot of people are thinking it's going to be over soon and we know it's not right. Like we're in a marathon. It doesn't mean we're always going to be in this, which is like, what did I sign up for? But um, you know what? I, I think I, you know, it'd be cool to talk about practical solutions. This podcast, for example, I've been guided to do it for a while, but I was really guided to create a podcast to navigate the great awakening as we're going through it to also give voice to light workers because we know that we're being censored. We know that they're coming or they're trying to come for our consciousness, right? And siphon it. 
And, um, and so there's that, but anyways, I'd love to hear, maybe we'll start with you, Nicole, what, what actual practical things can we be doing short-term, but also long for the long-term? So the first thing that comes to me is really connecting back to our bodies and connecting to nature. And so what does that mean? It may look different for everybody, but allowing yourself to feel emotions, just when you are triggered by something, invite like celebrating that because it's like, oh, there's something here that is coming up right now for me to witness and for me to heal. And so becoming more aware of how these emotions show up in our body and beginning to just feel like, I feel like that's what's happening now collectively is we're being triggered on some levels and we are being forced in some cases to, so to speak, to feel, to feel the sadness, to feel the tragedy, the darkness, the shame, the guilt, whatever it may be. But it's because these things have been there. It's not something that's new. It's been just buried. And so just inviting these emotions to tea and witnessing them with objectively, not making them mean anything about you, not judging yourself for feeling that emotion, but beginning to just be in the discomfort and be okay with that. Doesn't mean you need to go run and numb and self-medicate, you know, Plants are amazing tools. Like I love, I'm an advocate for plant medicine and working with the plants and using that as a tool to really help you. But really just sitting and feeling what's coming up, I feel like is a great first step in breath work. Breath work is going to help you clear the cellular memory of the trauma and the past patterns, but also connect you to your body and make space for what is here for you to integrate. To, to embody ultimately. And so having some sort of breathwork practice and practice to connect to nature, because nature is healing, nature is clearing, and breathwork is that as well. Breathwork, our breath is our lifeline. You can't go without your breath. You may be able to go without food or water, but your breath is your lifeline and it has the power to heal you. It has the power to change your life. And so connecting back to your breath, breathing in between the transitions and having an active breath work practice. And that could be something that's something that I lead clients through. It could be something where it's five or 10 minutes that you're doing, or it could be something where it's 30 minutes to an hour, but just taking that time to connect to yourself, your breath, and to clear the patterns, the triggers, the programs, that have been stored on not only in this lifetime, (laughs) past lifetimes. And so that can be moved. So that's no longer playing out in your life. You're no longer repeating those same patterns and cycles. And that would be a practical step to help you with what is happening now and to help you with what's to come. And it's always there for you. You always have access to it and you can do it at any time. I don't know if the rest of you have this, but I just had multiple layers of ahas when you were saying that. So thank you for that. Because look at what's happening right now. COVID affects the breathing. 
the masks restrict your breathing. We had the situation with George Floyd. I can't breathe. There's so much coming at our, our lungs and that whole energy of breath. Uh, so uh, when you're saying that, I feel like this is a big way through this. We, we have to fortify the very thing that we're having, you know, I'll say attacked for lack of a better word. So thank you for helping me connect the dots on that. I appreciate that. Now I'm writing it down. Go do your <laughs> breath work. I totally agree with Nicole. It's funny because I, I recently learned the Wim Hof method and each morning I, I try to just do my, my breath to just to remember and, and keep me grounded. But grounding is going to be it already is. We really need to ground into our physical body and do physical um, activity. Um, and now nature is being limited as well. So as much nature as you can, even if it means to just go out and step on grass, you know, really get connected um, and reconnecting to the earth and building that relationship with the earth so you can listen to the earth. Um, and definitely breath. And I just kept hearing to really take care of your immune system, you know, and um, nourishing foods, like what does the body want? And I feel like that's just going to direct you on what it is that you want to do with your purpose. Um, our vehicle, our body is so important. Um, as you know, I, I DJ as well. And so when I do my DJ sets, it's, it's intentional because I want people to be in the zone or if they need to dance, they may need to move their body and just dance and shape things out of their cellular memory. We actually need to physically um, just move energy out because we're just getting so bombarded. Um, so anytime you know you're feeling this stagnation inside of you, breath work, dance, healthy foods, all of it, <laughs> all at once. And I feel like that's going to be such a big key um, with reconnecting back to our, our truth and, and it really is connecting to the nature of the land um, and like what Nicole said is the nature of our own breath yeah mm -hmm. anything you want to add there Kimberly uh, well I'll cast another book for breath work I remember the first time I did a shamanic breath session I think it, it literally saved my life. Like I had no idea how much trauma I had stored from some past experiences, not even past life experiences, like in this lifetime experiences that I thought I had really cleared that showed up um, as a result of my first breathwork session. And now I do a lot of shamanic breathwork with my own clients. So I don't think that can be overemphasized. If we all say it, maybe people will get it. Um, <laughs> you know, working with breath to move the stagnant energy because our bodies are intelligent and they store a lot of information that um, we may want or need for later and your body's designed to store energy, but we have to apply our own intelligence as to what energy is actually useful and what energy needs to be released out of our system and breath work is that intelligence. Um, the other thing I will say is um, I think at this point for people who are 
serious about aligning their fucks. I'll go back to that because <laughs> you need a teacher. I mean, that's I just the way my brain, though. Yeah, that's it may not be me it may not be whoever it is but if you're at this point and if you're still listening to this podcast because you're hanging in here with us because this conversation resonates get thyself an advisor what changed my life and got me to this place was I made the deliberate decision to start allowing people who were operating in integrity and who were um, living kind of a 5D experience, operating at a frequency that I aspired to and allowed them to help me. We all need a guide. So if, if you're serious about walking this light path, you... Listen, we're, I think we would all say, this is not easy. And you, but you don't have to do it alone. And, you know, like breath work is amazing. But I did, I, someone had to teach me that. Like how I learned that that was amazing and that that was life-saving, life-changing, literally and figuratively, was I worked with a shaman who I trusted who said, lie down in this room and do what I say. And he changed my life. And then that awakened me to the next level of who I, who I came here to be. Working with Baljeet has shifted things with me. Working now with you, Jennifer, has shifted things with me. And I know my clients can say the same things. But the only reason they get to say that is because I have teachers and advisors in my life who are guiding me and helping me ascend into my path. And so, you know, it's not, I mean, it'll sound a little self-serving, but I really am not attached to, if if someone hears this and decides to work with me, I'm not at all attached to that. What I care about is your sovereignty, your freedom, your getting the system out of your system. So find a teacher, find a healer, find someone who you resonate with, and get to work because your work is needed. If you're here in this lifetime right now and you decided to hang out here on this planet, <laughs> it's because your soul made the choice to be here and you've got important work to do. And especially for women, because of the, in my opinion, the, the patriarchy on top of just kind of the master slave energy that we're all sort of have been working with and complicit in. It's even harder for us to sort of hear the call of our greatness and our divinity. And sometimes a teacher can hear that on your behalf and guide you through it. So there's someone out here who can help you see what path was led up for you find that person and get to work because we need you doing it. I love that you shared that. And I think what I'm seeing and and it's partly based on my own process, maybe all of you can relate is that when you're leading a community and you're also leading yourself, 
you actually need to link arms with someone that you can lean on. If for no other reason than to just have a sounding board and to process all of the things that are going on, because of course we're going to be more effective if we're allowing other people in and, and so on. For me, some of the things that were helpful, and I'm a Virgo, so I like to be very efficient. I like things to work quickly. <laughs> Nicole's laughing. <laughs> she gets me. Um, flower essences, for sure. Uh, Rescue Remedy, I think, is a great thing to take the edge off. It's not going to make everything better, but it's going to take the edge off when you're in some of those deeper parts of the deprogramming and, and decolonizing and and any any systems that are being dismantled, especially the programming we've had just in general. Um, I like listening to the frequency music that you can listen to on Spotify or YouTube, like the frequency, you know, the binaural beats yeah. that'll abundance or love or whatever it is. And uh, I like to journal every day in part because I want to be able to look back on this, you mm -hmm. know, and say like, where was I at? I give myself a lot of social media breaks. I've had to snooze a lot of people on social media. And I've also had to unfriend a lot of people now because I don't love them, but I don't have a relationship with them such that I, I, I'm okay to let them go and be where they need to be at. But the folks I snooze, I, I have a relationship with, but I can't either be, uh, you know, if, if they're spreading too much disinformation and so on, I just can't have that in my field. I spend a lot of time in nature hugging trees because like you said, Nicole, you know, nature doesn't have an ego. If you want the truth, <laughs> go out in nature. There's no ego. There, it's completely filtered, right, through divinity. But to that end, I, I think it's also important, and Nicole, I'll start with you because I know you have to go. Uh, a lot of people are having a hard time discerning truth right now. Right? There's, there, we're in a spiritual war, we're in an information war, there's a lot of people that want our attention, there's a lot of false light, there's a lot of false prophets, there's a lot of information coming at us very strategically to confuse us and to hijack our consciousness, to hijack our limbic system. So how do you, like, what, are, what can we do to really feel into, is this true, is it not true, what am I going to do with this information? For me, it shows up in my body, you know, when I read something or I speak something like, I don't remember exactly what it was today, but something that somebody said, and I just got full body chills. And for me, that's my sign from spirit that, yes, there is truth to this. And I've just tuned in and I'm hyper aware of how spirit communicates with me. Um, so I would say it's I would say embodiment practice is like practicing with things that aren't such big issues first, you know, um, with learning what your yes and your no is and doing that with smaller things. Like one of the practices that I lead clients through is just using your name and using a name that's not your name and seeing how that feels in your body because that's where you can begin to discern what is truth in your body. How does it show up? Where does it show up? And when it's not true, how does it show up? Where does it show up? And you can begin doing that with the everyday things that pop up in your life. And then you can begin applying that to some of the world issues that are happening right now. And some things, you know, you may just not know 100%. And I invite, like, sometimes it's like, well, why do you need to know this? Like, sometimes there can be so much focus on, 
well, is this true or is it not true? I need to know the answer. <laughs> and that like force, that grip, that attachment to it almost like keeps the answer just right here. And so it's like, okay, I would like clarity. I would like truth. You can ask for dream visits, like to have that information given to you in a dream when the subconscious is at rest and you're most open to receive that or through signs in your external reality. Maybe it's somebody starts talking about what you were thinking about and you're like, oh, wow. And just beginning to notice how the universe shows up for you, how you receive messages, then you can begin to apply that to some of these other things. And it just takes practice. And some things you'll hear right away and you're like, nope, that is a fuck no or a fuck yes. And just trusting that. That's the thing, because if your dominant ability is clear cognizance and you just know because you know, there's not going to be any reason why you know that information. And it comes down to you trusting. And it's not something that you need to be sharing with everybody either. Like being mindful of who you share this information with when you are discerning if it's true or not, because sharing it with, that's why having a teacher is so important having a guide and a mentor, somebody in a safe space that you can trust, that you can bounce that off of. Whereas if you're just, you know, putting it on your Facebook page and you have all these people saying the opposite of what you feel like is true for you, you may start doubting yourself and think that, oh, this isn't right. My intuition doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And that may not even be true. And so really keep like being mindful of who you share this information with, who you're keeping in your space, because that is going to foster and enrich more of that trust, that knowing. If you're hanging out with, you know, amazing, powerful women who are connected to their intuition, and like us, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to help activate those codes and that knowing and that embodiment within you. And, you know, you may not be able to hang out with us in real life, but you can curate your feed on social media to be more of those people that are embodying that energy, that knowing, so you can cultivate that within. And you can notice by when you're scrolling on social media, those things like, because everything is energy, even if you're reading something and you think that you're not taking it in, you are, your subconscious keeps track of every single thing. And so being mindful of what you're what you're seeing, what you're taking in and how it makes you feel. Because I know there's been some information I read, I'm like, whoa, it feels like just a punch in the gut. And it's just like, it does not feel good at all. And that's where I have, I get the opportunity to see why that's coming up and give voice to it and go from there. But I feel like that's the best thing that you can do. Well, I know you have to go. Uh, because you're in demand, which is amazing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I want to be mindful of how, I, how hard it is. But I will say, you know, I'm so grateful that you got to contribute. And for everyone watching, um, I will speak on your behalf, if you don't mind, and say that you would have loved to have been here longer. So all of that to say that we're going to, for everyone listening, we're going to have your social media contacts. And you also, I know, have a free a uh, gift for everyone. So we're going to put that in the show notes uh, for when we upload it to YouTube. And then of course, when we upload it on uh, wherever we upload it, iTunes, I guess, is that where we upload podcasts? Yeah. I don't know. Thanks, Nicole. We're sending Thank you lots you. of love. Hi, Nicole. You.
Bye. Have a great one. This was amazing. Have a great day, ladies. You too. Thank you. Let's see how the, uh, oh, I always feel weird. Kimberly, you're at the bottom. What is that about? Let's see if we can change this. I just heard my. Uh, how do we do this? Gallery. Are you still in gallery? Hmm. Gallery. Speaker. So there's just two. Okay. Well, so you're so strong, Kimberly. You get to be on the bottom holding us up. That's right. I'm the foundation. I don't like that. I like it to be spread across, but it's not letting me do that. Anyways. All right. So, Kimberly, how do we, there's just so much coming at us all day, every day. And some people, like I mentioned, are really not helping the cause by just constantly spreading fear porn and other things, right? So how do we discern what's truth and what's not? Yeah, I think it's... Some of it is making the deliberate decision to just withdraw your consent to being in relationship to what you, I love that term fear porn, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, you know, just like, you don't have to look, that's a choice. You don't have to read it. You don't have to engage. That's some of this is about taking, you know, it's kind of radical responsibility which is what happens when we ascend into 5D um, for the choices that we make. I don't want to watch the news. I stopped watching the news more than a decade ago, well more than a decade ago. Um, and sometimes I do feel the gravitational pull, you know, when people are having conversations around me about, did you watch this or did you see this? Now, there's a distinction between um, you know, burying your head in the sand and refusing to be aware of what's going on versus being completely sucked in. But I think it's just, you have to make a divine decision about where you're going to put your energy. And I think the other thing that's really important for getting to a level of consistent discernment is developing a relationship with silence. It is a noisy, noisy world. I find that most adults were so used to being stimulated that when we, it's, it feels uncomfortable to get silent. But you cannot hear spirit unless you are willing to sit quietly. So, you know, the word silent and listen have the same letters or just juxtaposed. You've got to cultivate a relationship with sitting still, being in your own skin, trusting yourself. So as Nicole was saying, like if you're claircognizant, clairauditory, you don't know that until you practice just being quiet. Most of us don't even know how to discern anything because we were not comfortable just sitting still. Um, that to me is my saving grace. If I don't know what to do, um, I just STFU, sit down and shut the F up. That, <laughs> that, uh, to me, that's the key. Um, you know, and we've already talked about this, but getting out in nature, oh my gosh, just getting outside and clearing that energy, working with the, the elements, 
for me, that is, you know, as an alchemist, that is my super secret weapon. Asking which element wants to come through for me. Sometimes it's fire. Sometimes I need to do like some sort of fire ceremony to really clear the energy. Sometimes it's just being outside and letting the wind blow through. Like literally, if you ask the wind for help, she will help you. Clear the cobwebs. Blow through my mind and help me see clearly what is mine to see and know. I know for people who aren't in this space with us, that sounds like a very odd thing to do. But if you will do it and just trust the process, it will blow your mind what becomes available to you. Taking a bath and asking a question is one of my favorite things to do. I've got a major problem. I don't know what to do. I will create a bath. I will ask the question in the bath. And I will imagine the not knowingness, the doubt, the fear, all of the things that appear to be obstacles going down the drain. And then as Nicole says, I try to do that right before I go to bed. And then I ask for my angels and my benevolent helping team to give me an answer in dream time. I'm going to say nine times out of 10, the answer is available to me before I even get out of the bed. So working with, um, working with the elements is amazing. And it's just, it's, it's completely available to us, but because, you know, like clearly you can tell like my stick is the patriarchy, the patriarchy, the patriarchy, but these are things that the divine feminine knows that the, that the toxic masculine has tried to hide from us. So women for aeons have known how to work with the elements, how to be in nature. It is, it is the way for humans to be and exist in the world. So coming back to that is for me, how we step into discernment, working with what's true as opposed to expecting to get our answers from the news, from the media. Nature is the truth. Connecting directly to source is the truth. So it's not some, you know, what's coming through for me right now is it's like some of it is less about discernment and a willingness to listen deeply and let the answer flow to you. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I love bass, by the way, that, that helps me a lot. <laughs> um, boundaries are a really big thing. And, you know, tying into social media, um, we need to really look at how we're showing up. Um, are we in our power um, when we wake up first thing in the morning, when we check our phone? How, what energy are we in? And um, there's a, the triangle that we call the victim, rescuer, and persecutor triangle. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I would highly recommend to Google it to understand how we show up in media. So if we're always choosing things to find to always try to prove ourselves right, we'll prove ourselves. So, you know, and it, and it takes up a lot of energy and noise. So the, the energy management um, aspect uh, that's practical is how am I showing up today? 
you know, am, am I showing up as a victim? Am I showing up as a rec rescuer, like the savior, you know, because even that savior doesn't help either. Or am I just being a conduit? Am I being in my power that will help to really discern and transmute anything that's just in the way when you're just scrolling through social media or when you choose to look at social media, I've noticed some clients that that are literally addicted um, for whatever reason. There's something that's hooked into their field because it's feeding a need um, inside of them, some sort of validation. Um, so it's really important to look at the different dynamics of how one is showing up uh, when we're getting taking in information and processing that because if you're in the rescuer role if you're in the victim or the persecutor role you there there's a lack of discernment to know if this is truth or if this is not truth it'll trigger um programming to validate any ancestral programming transgenerational programming cultural programming and it takes away from that the actual truth Oh, it makes me think. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, ladies. Um, really, what you're what you're saying without saying it is that we have to remember, because like to the point of the scrolling, I think it is. We go on social media to feel connected, but we don't go on social media to feel like we're being entertained, to be distracted, mm. to externalize. What we're forgetting is that the technocrats made it that way. The technocrats literally have built-in programs to make us addicted to these things so they can keep siphoning our intelligence, our consciousness to form artificial intelligence. We know they were created for these reasons. It doesn't mean we can't use them and it doesn't mean we can't use them for good. But uh, we, like you were saying as well, can really consent. Why are we, why are we going on social media unintentionally? We have a very different experience when we go on there intentionally. And I loved what you said about consent. We have to practice really great spiritual hygiene and energetic hygiene and uh, determine what we're consenting to and what we're not. We can still go on social media and not consent to having our consciousness uh, tapped into, right? for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have these, um, I have a friend who calls them daily drugs. You know, there's these, there are these things that are in our, um, you know, kind of in our daily routines that are normal, a normal part and accepted way of being. Scrolling is one of them. But, but you know, to your point, it's, it's, it can be a bit of an addiction. I think recognizing caffeine is another one. I'm, you know, I'm raising my hand like version. No, this is the non-judgment zone right here. But <laughs> recognizing that, you know, caffeine's one of them. Um, scrolling is another. Alcohol, also raising my hand. All of those things affect your ability, to Balji's point, uh, to be kind of a clear channel. So it, for me, it comes back to, operating from a place of integrity and I don't mean that like in the corporate way where integrity is on you know on a poster in every you know conference room I'm talking about 
really being holistic and integrated as a spirit having a human experience and making choices about how am I going to show up for myself so that I can show up for the mission that I came in this body to achieve. So, yeah, you can go on social media and do what it, let it serve you, like flipping the relationship. <laughs> like, so now we're back to the beginning of this master slave energy, right? Mm. Of course I can be on social media when I do it with a, a consciousness of this is here to serve me so that I can serve my mission. Sure. I can have a cup of coffee if it serves my mission, but if it doesn't really serve me, then why am I doing it? I think that's like the base note of discernment. Starting to ask yourself, why am I doing this thing? Because we can get on autopilot, which is a form of enslavement, right? I'm a slave to coffee. I'm a slave to wine. I need coffee in the morning to wake myself up, and I need wine at the end of the day to calm myself down. Do you? Is that true for you? Or is that just how you have stepped into the programming of how you're existing? I think the, elevating the question of do I want to just exist through this lifetime? Or am I here to be a dynamic, high frequency, high vibrational being who gets her shit done? So that when I leave this planet, I, I have a knowingness that I lived my highest potential existence. That's what's available to us as we shift from 3D to 5D. And I think, but we're not asking that question daily checking so for me and i'm gonna as i'm saying it is downloading it's like also a ch something i'm gonna add to my daily practice it's like a checkpoint just ask yourself why am i doing this does this serve my mission if it's not a yes reconsider or if you catch yourself doing it because it's habitual Practice some fierce compassion for yourself and then make the pivot. That to me is the, like the 5D level of discernment that we want to get to and how we step into that paradigm consistently. It, it requires ease and grace and a lot of fierce compassion and fierce accountability. The great awakening to me requires great allowance for who we are right now and space to expand into it without all the judgment that 3D teaches us that we have to have. Mm. I think this ties into the codependency pattern of learning how to be really self-responsible and how we've been so dependent on media authority figures and whatnot to, to tell us what to do. And part of us, you know, really taking our power back and having that responsibility of how do I want to show up? You know, am I going to, you know, give consent to the media to tell me how I need to show up or do I get to choose that? And this really feels like a reclaiming of our sovereignty, but learning what that is because it's been programmed that we don't have access to that for so long. So it's, it's a very deep, deep awakening of our own personal sovereignty of like, oh, I, I get to choose. 
am I allowed to? Like, do I have permission? <laughs> you know. So giving ourselves permission of choosing to show up to be a certain way and, you know, that'll naturally allow for that discernment to have those healthy boundaries and to just stay in that truth. So, yeah, releasing that codependency pattern. Yeah, well, we've lived in a system that has been an unhealthy masculine for so long. Mm. The masculine teaches us that authority is outside of us, right? The healthy mm. masculine is your inner authority. And in, in the yeah. feminine, to be creative and to do her part, she has to feel safe and protected. Well, when we're taught... You know, when the media tells us, when religions tell us that our authority is outside of us, to your point, Baoji, then we have to, I mean, it's a significant recapitulation, a recalibration of who am I really? Like, this idea of sovereignty is so sexy. Like, everyone, <laughs> yeah. everyone is sovereign. I mean, of course we do. But yeah. what people don't understand is... It's, it's a path, you know, like it's, it's a lot of unlearning and deprogramming um, that has to happen. And that's that kind of radical responsibility and fierce compassion that I, I think is required. And probably why I love shadow work so much, because your divine feminine and your divine masculine has been hidden from you, obscured from your view. And what we know is it's really within you. And there's, there are things that have to be done to excavate it. I sometimes feel like, you know, I'm a spiritual archaeologist. Like it's that treasure there, but you just have to keep digging and digging and digging. And that's the work. And I think, and, and sometimes that's where people get, Jennifer, we were talking about earlier, like the fatigue. Um, mm. But it's a paradox, right? We, at least from my experience, the more work I do, the more energy I get. But it's helping people get past that first, that first big push to realize that this is how you get the energy you need to do what you're called to do. Scrolling on social media is what is exhausting you. That's, that's what's killing you. I love that you shared that because uh, I'm just reminded of the fact that you know, I, I was living on my purpose for a long time. And I think we all, I shouldn't say we all, but many of us that have spoken about the Great Awakening have said, you know, there was this feeling of complacency before we really realized what was happening. Like prior to March, we were kind of a little bit in autopilot. Yeah, I'm living my purpose. But there was a level of comfort and complacency and feeling like, needing to sink our teeth into something, I guess you could say, right? And then poof, this this thing happened and here we are, still in the first inning, right, of a very long baseball game that's going to go into overtime and all, <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, so I, yeah, you're right. Like I get my energy from being on a mission. That's why it's important for me to constantly be discerning the truth because people come to me all day, every day asking me what's the truth. And I can't tell them that my truth is their truth, but I start every day before I do anything saying, please show me the truth of each situation today. 
please show me, show me the truth of this person's agenda. Like if there's any agendas running, whether they're, they're good, benevolent, benevolent, whatever, please show me those agendas. Please, you know, when I come across information today, please allow me to have a deep knowing that it's true or not. And uh, I think even with some messengers out there, people are, are willing to amputate people, right? Like, I agree with everything they said until they said this, and now I hate their guts and they're dead to me. It's like, well, wait, we can't be abdicating that much. You know, we're not going to agree with everyone, everything. But I, I believe each of us holds a piece of truth. When I go to bed at night, I ask Archangel Michael to clear out any interference, any attachments, any hooks, any cords that have been attached to my field so I can sleep without interference but also of course make sure i'm not waking up with that residue basically on my energy field the next day and then as i mentioned before i work in the akashic records it's, it's so liberating right I, I very little of my time is spent going down rabbit holes because i can tell right away whether it's a rabbit hole i'm meant to go down i will go down rabbit holes but there'll be rabbit holes that i've been guided to go down and, um, and that gives me a lot of freedom for sure. Yeah. yeah. And what I was reminded, the guides just said to me now, so this is a writer downer for everyone listening. <laughs> because I learned this, you know, I was aware of the hunting parties. I was aware of the tunnels and, and stuff. But you don't really want to talk to people about that because you sound like a crazy pants, right? I was aware, I think we all kind of knew that there was a shadow government, but oh well, as long, you know, they're mostly going to do good things for us. So, okay, you know, like we, each of us had some awarenesses that maybe we weren't able to fully see, uh, even about certain entrepreneurs, certain companies. But anyways, years ago, the guides told me <clears throat> that um, the quickest way to discern whether someone is a malevolent energy, whether they're even really human, so to speak, uh, whether they're gray, reptilian, whatever you want to call them, is to start a sentence with truth. So I might say to you, Kimberly, truth, do you like me? I don't need you to, by the way, but you get what I mean, right? <laughs> I like it. They have, they have to operate in full disclosure. They've been doing that for us, by the way, as we know, we just haven't bothered to look because we've been too hypnotized by the scrolling and the other addictive tools they've been giving us, keeping us in fear, keeping us distracted. But when we lead any sentence with someone where we're getting a vibe or even someone we're just meeting for the first time, you start your sentence with truth. Are you trying to take my money? Truth. Are you going to hijack my consciousness? Truth, are you operating in the light? It doesn't matter what you ask them, but when you start a sentence and it's a commanding uh, tone, right? It's meant to be a commanding energy. It requires them to be honest. Mm -hmm. And you'd be amazed at what, in Belgium, you've seen me do this for years, right? And, and it's also by yeah. the way, not even for people. It's, it's just literally whatever part is being interfered with with someone, when we lead it with truth, the truth will truly come out. Yeah, I find like even with what you did with in sessions and, you know, working on other people just to help them really align to that truth of like truth. Do you need to be with this person or truth? You know, <laughs> are you supposed yeah. to do this? Um, it's been very, very helpful. Yeah, 
for, for those of us that are of the light, we don't try to lie. It's just that our monkey mind will try to hijack us. So even in those situations, like truth, is this your soulmate? Because people will come to me all the time. Oh, is this my soulmate? I just met someone at a bar last night. <laughs> 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 I'm at a bar when we're drinking. Okay. No, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's just pattern interrupt. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they, they will feel the truth out of them. They'll still hesitate sometimes to say it, but it's almost like you can't help it. It will, it will flop out of your mouth. It'll jump out like a frog, whatever the truth is. I love that. I, um, I am going to write that down. Uh, it's like an energetic muscle testing, which I do a lot of muscle testing yeah. with my, we're in person and, but that's, I mean, that feels even faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and keep in mind, like you've been in some of my, my in-person classes where I've had people that have been abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. And as we do light work, that aspect of them that's been tampered with will appear. Their the color of their eyes will change, their body language will change, their face will shape shift. Belgie, I think you were in some classes where I had some people that had some, because uh, the, the military is really good at giving you free medical and dental, right? Because they're really just implanting you with interference right, to tamper with yeah. the of light. Were you in that class where we had that one woman had the implant come out of her? Yeah, I remember the implant. Yeah. yeah. And it just dissolved because we yeah. required it to be, right? But anyways, my point is, is that uh, because I would get these really intense situations coming to class right i i had to kind of learn and if someone was acting in a way that was just really not okay like beyond just resistance where it was like what's going on here uh i would have to command that out of them so it's it's a tool that's come in a lot of hand or whatever i'm trying to say it's come in handy sure. <laughs> Thank goodness it's happened in front of other people. Cause again, you sound like a crazy pants, right? If you're, if you're talking about this stuff and nobody else can see it. So anyways, um, I feel like there's so much more we can talk about. And at the same time, it feels like this might be a cup overflow with situation at this point where we're going to make people cross-eyed if we talk. Anymore. <laughs> so I know we're, we've already talked about doing some more roundtables together. And I know just because of the energy we see and, and what we see going on that between now and the next time we do a roundtable, so much will have shifted that it, it'll make sense for us to do another one because we'll want to keep our pulse on the energy. So I want to thank, thank you for being here. And Nicole, you're not here, but you might be watching after. So thank you. Uh, for, for everyone watching, we are going to have uh, social media handles and, and free gifts from all of us in the show notes so that you can stay in touch with us and also um, receive some lovely gifts. So do you have any parting words, ladies, before we wrap up? Yeah, just thank you so much for inviting me and feel so honored to be here. And uh, with you, Jennifer, Nicole, Kimberly, that was just I can feel just this magical co-creation and I'm looking forward to uh, the next round table, whether it's listening in or participating, it was just amazing. So thank you. Yeah, I'll echo that. I just, Jennifer, I really want to honor you. Um, it's, it's so fun to be in your field because you say you're a verb. <laughs> just 
moment of action. Like I remember when this, when this idea, the round table got ideated, I think we were talking, you're like, Hey, I should just do this. And then two weeks later, it's on everyone's calendar. I think it's like a great way for people to, you know, you're really role modeling how to be in this field of energy, in this great awakening, because, you know, you hear it, you take the guidance and you take action. And I think that's what's required for us to move, get organized like we talked about and just move this kind of big ship of light workers in the direction of getting as many people as we can doing the work that we're all called here to do. And so um, I just honor you, Baljeet, of course. I mean, much, oh my gosh, love you so much. And, uh, <laughs> and girl, I love Baljeet. She's like, Amazing. Oh. She is my daughter. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can probably I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I echo um, Kimberly. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for just creating this sacred container to speak about all of this. This is, this is huge. So thank you. It's nice to have a censorship free zone, isn't it? I feel yeah. like on social media and, and maybe we won't quite wrap up yet. Cause I actually feel like this is important. Um, I feel like on social media, at least I can speak for myself, that I am censoring myself on social media. I'm not doing it to oppress myself. I'm doing it to, to eliminate any interference to my account so I can still spread light. So I talk yeah. about this stuff on the podcast. I talk about this stuff in the Council of Light membership. I talk about this stuff in my groups and, and um, not my groups on Facebook, I mean like actual, you know, paid containers that people are in with me. But I don't talk about this on social media to the degree that we're talking now, because uh, in part, not everyone can handle it. And I'm not really interested in buffering energy and, you know, karate chopping trolls and all the rest of it, right? Like, it's just not a good use of my energy. But like I said, it's also because of that. But to your point, Belgi, I do think it's important for everyone listening, if you haven't found it yet, really just put it out there to the universe to bring you whatever outlet is going to allow you to speak freely without interference and see what shows up. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think that's important. I think people want to be brave. I don't know anyone who wakes up and says, I hope I'm, you know, mediocre today, or I hope I don't, don't, don't fulfill my mission or I, you know, I don't want to know what I'm here to do. So creating these safe places for people to feel their way into like using their feeling navigational tools so that they can do their work is probably one of the most important things that we can do. You know, ahead for people and then creating an environment where they can feel safe. Mm -hmm. Truly probably one of the most important things that we can do right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kudos to you, brave one. Oh, brave one. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, thank you to all of you for listening. As I mentioned, we'll have all kinds of goodies for you in the show notes. We would love for you to share this with as many people as you wish if this resonates or you feel like someone's going to take away an aha if we take away at least one aha that's always a great gift so 
we will let you know when we're going to have our next roundtable. I, I do feel like it'll be kind of mid-September-ish, maybe sooner, because I might be guided to do it sooner. Who knows? But anyways, we will reconvene. So thanks to all of you for being here. Thanks for the rest of you for listening. And we'll see you again next time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you learned today, I would love for you to share with your friends by leaving a review so that more people can learn of the show and be impacted by the information we're sharing here. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Jennifer Longmore. And I'd also love for you to visit my website, www.souljourneys.ca and claim your free soul acceleration system while you're there. You'll become a VIP recipient of my ever-popular daily messages from the Akasha delivered to your inbox each day. With love and namaste.